So it's the theory, I, you know, that when you look at a Michael Jordan or somebody like that and you hear MJ was the first one at practice and the last one to lead. I'm like, wait, what? Like, what sense does that make? Like, shouldn't hmm. Craig Hodges be there earlier than Mike? You know what I'm saying? Shouldn't BJ Armstrong? Harper. Be Harper like, up in that uh, joint. Uh, Ron Harper <laughs> need to be there all day, every day. If MJ, you, you see what I'm saying? No disrespect to them, but there's just that mentality. And I think some, some kind of way, the greats have this mentality of, I have to get better. Like, I have to take my game to the next level. And, it's and you are tuning in to Why Not Sports with the homie D. Murph. So why not? Why not? Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? Yeah. Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? D Murph. D Murph. You a fool for this one. For this one. <laughs> yeah. Alright, world, it's not a fool. I promise you, I got the marketing genius, president. Someone that uh, only do a selective few podcasts, which is Why Not Sports, the host of my favorite podcast. I linked up with him a little bit ago in New Orleans. Good to see this brother. A returning guest, yeah. CJ Queenie. What's up, bro? Welcome back. Hey, what's up, man? Appreciate you having me back on, man. It, it, it took a while. <laughs> you know, I heard I was one of the lowest rated episodes, <laughs> but... Still brought your boy back, so I appreciate that. You're not holding it against me. I promise I'll be better this time. Okay, no, that's good. And also, I had to go back and check the last episode. For those listeners out there, please check it out. Keeping it real, or let's keep it 100 with this gentleman. Check it out. He gave more of a background story. Because this episode, we're going to talk more sports than the first time. Let's go. Let's go. You know I'm always ready to talk sports, baby. I know you are. And I want to start off with the NFL. Those 49ers, mm. what they did to the Cleveland Browns. <sighs> yeah, man. I um, I, I actually got a chance to watch that last night. I was coming in from uh, D.C. yesterday, so I was anxious to see the game. So I got the kids down a little early and uh, flipped it on, man. And I'll be honest, I hadn't watched much of the 49ers, and by the time I realized they were 3-0, I wanted to check them out, and they had a bye last week, I believe. Right. But I just, for whatever reason, I just wasn't really buying it. Like, I wasn't like, ah, oh, the 49ers got a legit shot. Like, you know, you know what Russell Wilson and them are going to do. You know yeah. what Mahomes, you know, you kind of got these guys who you kind of already put on that pedestal. And I guess, you know, with Jimmy coming off the ACL tear. Um, You know, I kind of wasn't expecting much. And then it's San Francisco, you know. (laughs) So you're not really thinking they're going to be all of that. But let me tell you something, man. I turned on that game yesterday, and what I saw was a defense that looked ferocious. Here come Bosa. I don't know what them Bosa boys, like, eating. Like, I'm tripping because I'm like, between the Bosa's and the the Watt brothers, I'm like, okay, what are they feeding these white DNs? Because something (laughs) is going crazy in the water because these boys are savages. So I watched Bosa just destroy Baker last night. He hit him with the flag plant. And, um, you know, I'm I'm really just – I was optimistic, to be honest with you, D, uh, you know, that that, uh, Cleveland would be good, but I – 
Um, but I had my doubts, and let me tell you why. When you put together a team and you have a few divas, <laughs> That's it one don't take long. It don't take long for things to get out of whack. Mm-hmm. And you got a new head coach who may not know how to handle those different personas. And so I'm not even saying that Odell has been a bad guy or a bad locker room guy. But, man, let me tell you something. In the NFL, you need some glue guys, too. You need some guys who, like, rough and tumble, who don't need to shine, who don't want to be a part of any hype train. They just want to go out and do the job. And, you know, I think what you have right now is a team full of individuals. They don't look like they're playing as a collective. They look like they low-key quit last night after they got beat up on so bad. The body language, the energy just wasn't there. And I kind of feel bad for the Cleveland Browns. They're like uh, our sister team, if you will, to the Detroit Lions. Maybe the only (laughs) franchise as bad as us. And so, you know, we always kind of look at them like, and I'll be honest, me and my lowly Lion buddies was like, oh, man, not Cleveland about to take (laughs) off on us. It's just going to be us in the basement. But let me tell you something. Uh, It looked like Cleveland going to sit there right with us for a little (laughs) while longer. So uh, the good news is is their division doesn't look – Obviously, it's as tough as it has in recent years, so I think it's still up for grabs, but definitely disappointed in Baker. I think Baker's getting exposed this year, honestly. I think he's a one-read quarterback. I really do. I watched him last night, and you just, I mean, maybe you can attribute some of that to the line and the pressure and all of those things, but he just doesn't get rid of the ball. He usually has it one read, and then he's, like, tucking it, and he's not finding the open guy. And, you know, it's tough when you watch on TV because you don't get the whole field view. So maybe those guys are locked up. I don't know. But he's taking a lot of sacks. He's fumbling the ball. I mean, he just wouldn't put it away last night even after he got stripped a couple times. And so, um, yeah, I know Cleveland fans got to be disappointed. I know I'm disappointed just as a football fan because I think it was going to be good for football for them to be really good this year. And so far, it just hasn't panned out. And for the city. Especially, you know, since Brian left to go to L.A. So, Cleveland. Oh, yeah, no question. For yeah, any no organization <laughs> to make some doors. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I want to kind of stay on NFL for a little bit. Um, Pat Mahomes started off, man, phenomenal. Phenomenal. But now kind of. Yeah, them lines exposed him a little bit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We gave everybody the blueprint. Um, yeah, no, you know what? Here's the thing, man. The NFL, man, I got so much respect for the coordinators and the game planning in the NFL, man. Like, and I and I and I'm a Mahomes believer. Like, I, I'm I'm like part of the tribe or whatever he got. Yeah. But man, you like you have to adjust every single week because once teams start figuring you out a little bit, you give them a year worth of footage to watch. It's just different now. A good coordinator on the other side, and I believe Andy Reid is an offensive genius, he's going to make the corrections and get them going back the right way. Mm. But, man, I'm telling you, once teams start queuing in on, okay, here's what they're doing, they like to hit these deep, you know, timing routes, they like to, you know what I mean? Like, the defensive coordinators in this league, man, they get paid a lot of money too. And when they can start learning your tendencies and figuring out which way you roll the pocket and, you know, who leaks out where and, you know, had them guys ready to play, man. I think what you saw against, you know, Indianapolis the other night was a great, you know, defensive game plan. And, you know, they executed on it and they kind of knew where he was going to be and what he wanted to do. And, um, you know, I'm still, like I said, I'm still hopeful that, you know, him and Andy Reid can get it turned around. They'll make the, you know, counter, the kind of counterattack. 
But um, yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it's a little humble pie going around the league uh, for a lot of these young QBs, man. <laughs> Come on, man. And I have fantasy football. I have them as my quarterback, and the last two weeks been very tough compared to the mm. first two weeks. So I, I, I know what you mean, man. Somebody. Yeah. Then, then found like you said the blueprint, and now they definitely give them an exposure. That's, that's all right though, because you readjust. That's what yeah. the, the NFL is about, making adjustments. And also, man, the crazy thing is, man, styles make fights. You know what I mean? They really do. And in the NFL, I think that holds true more so than anywhere. You know, so they could come back next week, man, and look like world beaters. It wouldn't surprise <laughs> me, but you know, they do have a, they do have you know somewhat of a a, a problem with you know. Um, those defensive, as, as of this second, it looks like, you know, maybe they figured something out. So Detroit, a Lions fan, uh, like you stated uh, to you earlier, how uh, they kind of gave the blueprint to the NFL. Just, yeah. Outside of Calvin Johnson making headline news for Detroit. Well, like, what, what, yeah. what have you been hearing as far as the organization? Are they looking to rebuild? Are they still taking a couple years, like uh, like a hiatus or what, man? What no, have no, you no you, can't, you can't rebuild when you pay your quarterback 100 million. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you, can't, you just can't do it. And so you get put in this rock and a hard place where, kind of like my Pistons, right, where it's like the, the worst place in the world to be is a good to average team, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the bad teams is like, okay, cool. <laughs> we tanking. <laughs> we got Tua in our sights. Like, you know, you got yeah. some optimism because you like, right. even though we trash, we know we trash, and we can just start this thing all over and have a chance for, you know, to get to that next level. When you're really good, obviously, you know, with the, the KCs and the Seahawks and, you know, the, the Patriots and, you know, the the teams of that elk, you kind of got Super Bowl ambitions for the rest of us, man. You're in this weird place where maybe you sneak into the playoffs and get popped early, but more than likely you finish second in your division. You don't have a high draft pick. You know, it's just not the place to be, honestly. It feels frustrating because I'm not saying you want to tank, you know, and, and do a total rebuild, but what, I mean, what good is if we make the wild card game and get popped in the first game as does that make you feel good like not really and so you know we're in this very confusing spot although i do think that we've exceeded my expectations of what we would look like this year like i honestly did not expect us to i guess our offense to be looking as fluid as it is and it's our offense has been pretty good um of course we find a way to lose if i don't know if you saw it d but the hundred yard fumble return. I'm like, in yeah. any other game in the history of the world, <laughs> that play gets blown dead about an hour ago. But because we had the refs from that Saints game that blew it, they just let the play go forever. And then my man picks it up, the whole team walking to the sideline, he runs a hundred yards and scores a touchdown. Yep. I'm like, only the Lions, every other team. We have invented ways to lose over the year. I mean, I couldn't eat, like to sit here and detail them. I'll probably faint and throw up. But we we literally have found more ways to lose, and it's just you know, winners win, losers lose. We've been a losing franchise for a long time. Um, so, but I don't want to be too pessimistic. I think Stafford's played with a little bit more toughness this year, from what I hear. He's been a little bit more vocal of a leader. Uh, really trying to get after guys and, and pick guys up. I thought we did it. You know, unfortunately, it, it is a uh, it, it sucks to say because we're in the NFL. 
But I thought we played good against KC. A loss is a loss, so I don't want to be one of those guys. But I do think we, you know, uh, uh, acquitted ourselves adequately. And, you know, we we had some things going. We played well. And, you know, unfortunately, when you're the Lions and you're as bad as you've been, you do kind of have to hang your hat on uh, moral victories. And so hopefully that was a sign of things to come, that offense can keep moving. We did, you know, we played them decently well. And check Mahomes, uh, you know, Slay wasn't playing, so that's, kind of tough you know he's our, our obviously our best in the secondary but um yeah man we've we've won some games that i thought we would probably lose you know i beating philadelphia was was big and mm-hmm. you know i think you know like i said i, I don't uh, i don't think we have a chance to do much but we're better than i thought and you just left dc where they just fired gruden yes um like what were you hearing when you was out there, man? As far as yeah, the people, the people out there, I honestly think that they were they were ready for a change. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't think many of them knew why Gruden was their coach in the first place, uh, other than the okay. fact that his name was Gruden. Yeah. So I don't think he was. I mean, I just heard you know from what I hear, he just wasn't you know really well loved by either the players or the administration so it seemed like it was kind of inevitable uh when a team's on five and just looks yeah. lifeless like that you know you can kind of tell when it's time to part ways man you know it it, it it really is when your team stops playing for you when it looks as if you know guys just don't even want a player have given up it's time to move on you got to get some new blood in there but uh the dc fan the redskins fans out there were definitely uh, feeling a little blue, and um, but I think they were excited that you know again when you make a change and now you're looking to go over, you just you know <laughs> the excitement is you got an eye towards the draft, right? Yeah. You like, oh, all right, cool, let's go. You know what I mean? Trust me, if the uh, Lions tank big time and Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence was on the board, you know, in two years, I mean, shoot, don't think we wouldn't be uh, excited about you know the future. So. I think, you know, now you kind of just go, okay, who's on the draft board? This season's a wash, but do we have a chance to rebuild? And also for those listeners out there, uh, CJ and the crew, ET, what up, team? What up? What up, Carl? They came from an execute like 1% event. That's why I linked up with them in New Orleans, and they had the same event in D.C. And I kind of just want to just kind of throw that out there first, then we can get back to it. That event was uh, a game changer for me personally and I'm sure for other Good. people around man and, and obviously like I told you get to link up with you again meet ET in person and just mm-hmm. kind of revisit some of the members I've been talking to via social media but it was a lot of notes that I took but the thing that got me even more inspired was when you was talking about your family how mm-hmm. um, like during the birth of the first you know the baby boy trait compared to the daughter and at the yeah, end of the day, yeah yeah i was man i, I was I, man i was taking notes and i'm reflecting because i have a few kids myself for to be exact yep. anyway stop laughing at me where i just you know, yeah. you know. <laughs> but um but it was just something for me man when i reflected on you know what you were saying and and, and just knowing that you gotta you can't take every situation for granted you you, you gotta kind of surround yourself with people and Pay the masters for what yep. they do. Yep. And when I think of things like that in this podcast, even you told me, and I greatly appreciate that. Like, man, there's only a few selected podcasts that you would be a part of. 
and White Not Sports is one of them and still rocking with me. And, and that was something that I'm like, yo, I have to be the master as a host. As a sports podcast that's giving you more mm-hmm. than sports. We're going to talk about the good, bad, and the ugly of sports and how it impacts your everyday life. And then also now I've raised the bar for me when it comes to the type of people I surround myself with. So for that listener out there, like, man, Murph, I heard the uh, first part of the show uh, when CJ was talking, hearing him now, hearing you now. Wow, that's something dope. So when you, t- I just kind of want to talk about when you say mastering your craft. Or mastering your gift First how can someone Do that though like where do they start From 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 your experience Or from people that you've been able to Surround yourself with I'll I'll tell you and I'll You you, you mentioned you know there's only a few Podcasts that I'll do Um, And a kid came it's funny because a kid Came up to me maybe two Three weeks ago I was in Chicago And he was like hey CJ man big fan Of the podcast you know, uh, I just, you know, I started my own podcast. We take a listen. And I said, oh, okay, cool. What episode are you on? He said, I just did the very first episode. I said, absolutely, 100% not. You think I'm getting ready to be your first listener? <laughs> like, have you lost your mind? Right, right. Like, I, I've mastered my craft. Yeah, right. Why would I go listen to your first episode? I said, how long is it? He said, 45 minutes. I said, you think I'm getting ready to go waste 45 minutes? For your first episode, and I could tell his face was looking like, man, this guy seems like you know a, a butthead, right? Like he's, you know, I won't say a hole, but you know what I mean. He <laughs> right. Seems like seems like a jerk, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. I could tell his face, and I said, "Bruh, you think I'm getting ready to go listen to your podcast, the very first episode, just because you standing here in my face and asked me to?" I said, "Absolutely not." I said, "Listen, you, I could listen to this episode, and for all I know, you never do another one again in your life." And you just wasted 45 minutes of my life. I said, do me a favor. Get you 10, 20, 30 weeks in a row. I said, we almost on episode, I don't even know what, maybe 200. Yeah, 196 to be exact. I've been checking. Right. Come on, so, man. Right. Okay. So we coming up on 200. Like, yeah. So so the people understand, D, that's every week. Yeah. So you're talking about 52 weeks in a year. Come on. We had 200. That's almost four years straight yeah. of doing a podcast every single week. Yeah. And, you, and that's how you found out about my podcast. But I got to go listen to your podcast, episode one? I said, no, nah, bro, it don't work like that. You have to become a master. Why? Because masters want to fool with other masters. So how do you, you know, how do you find that mastery? Um, I think it, you know, it starts by operating in your gift, first of all, right? And your gift is what comes easy to you that's hard for most. Like, if you can find that gift, like that thing that makes you you, I believe that mastery is impossible from that point, but I think you have to start from that solid ground, right? You can't, you know, put, you know, fertile seeds in, in dead soil, right? Like, you can't do it, or it still won't grow. It could be good stuff, but if it's not rooted in something correctly, it won't grow. And so the first root is finding what you're destined to do. And again, that's what comes easy to you that's hard for most. So it could be anything. It could be drawing, painting, acting, you know, talking like you know the the what we've perfected. Um, it could be uh, you know, just numbers, math. It doesn't matter. Like whatever comes easy to you. That most people are like, wow. Like I still, if you paid me, I probably couldn't do no better than drawing you a stick figure. There's <laughs> other people who just you know since you since they were like eight years old, just drawing like full on Marvel characters and it looks crazy. Like that just came easy to them. Like it was always. I tell people it was always easy for me to 
public speaking. Like, I never asked God for this gift. Mm-hmm. I never said, hey, God, could you please just make me comfortable to speak in public? I just remember since fourth grade when we had to do a group project, a bunch of girls in my group were like, hey, uh, we don't want to talk in front of the class, but we'll do all the work. And I was like, bet. I don't want to do no work, and I love to talk. Let's go. <laughs> like, that wasn't a gift that I asked for. Yeah. I was give- You're given a gift, yeah. right? And so God gave each one of us a gift. So if you can lock into what that is, and then hone that, and after that, it's called deep practice, deep repetition, and 10,000 hours. So even though this gift now is producing a, li- a, a, a quality lifestyle for my family, and it's produced you know, a whole lot in terms of you know, followers and, and finances and all of those good things, it still took the practice in the 10,000 hours. Gladwell uh, has a book called Outliers, where he talks about it takes 10,000 hours to master something. So even if you have the gift and you have the practice, you still can't dictate how long it will take. And, and so I just say the consistency, staying with it year after year, week after week, right? 200 episodes. Like, can you stay in the fight long enough to see that mastery come to fruition? And those who do uh, end up being masters. Like, you know, it's so funny. We had a dude, he was in um, New York and he was in, uh, in uh, where would you, D.C. Okay. You know, and he came out to both events. My man is, I don't know if you've ever been to the Breakfast Club in Houston. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, yeah. so for those of y'all and in, in, are in and around Houston or been to Houston, it's a restaurant called The Breakfast Club. Yeah. It's the best restaurant in Houston, in my opinion. Yes. They got one in the airport now, too. My man Marcus is the owner of that joint. When I tell you it is phenomenal, like, D, when you, when, if you're the first one and you walk in in the morning, the whole staff, like, Greek. claps for the first people that walk in, right? Like, they do, like, a big round of applause. The energy is crazy. The food is tremendous. It comes out fast. The service is great. It's like a Chick-fil-A type experience yeah. in terms of the customer service. I just don't think that it's a coincidence that we know my man, that he comes out to our events. Matter of fact, he don't even pay. He just comes to the events, right? Because why? Because he's reached a level of mastery. So here's somebody in a completely different industry. He don't speak. He don't have a podcast. My man runs a restaurant, yeah. but he's so phenomenal at what he does. Him and ET are cool. Yeah. Like, how does that happen? Yeah. Because masters are attracted to other masters. So again, whatever industry you're in, whatever you say your gift is, can you take that thing and can you master it? And then a whole new world opens up for you. Cha-ching. Boom. Bang. Whatever you want to just drop the mic, but not yet. Don't drop the mic yet. But world, I hope you guys and gals listen to, again, when you think of CJ, where he's connected with many professional athletes, many people, of course, E.T., the number one motivational speaker in the world. Go ahead and take it for what it's worth. And I'm, again, honored and always uh, a pleasure to connect with my brother, man. And... One last thing I got as far as mastery and NFL. Tom Brady, 42, yeah. 43, something in that range. Better shape than me, and I'm younger. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> exactly. Hey, man, I just want to salute my, my hat to him. but for And then for that organization, compared to the ones we talked about, your Lions, the Redskins, some – even the Browns, some that's not able Stop to. It, fam. You shouldn't even be able to say Lions in the same sentence with Patriots. They not. It's like they in two different leagues. Like literally, like they like the Lions can't even be called in the NFL. You know what? It, it, it really is, and I can't stand the Patriots. Don't like nothing about them. Don't like their colors. Don't like their players. Don't like Belichick. 
Don't, I definitely don't like Brady as a Michigan State fan. Brady, a Michigan guy, obviously never liked Brady. But man, you cannot help but respect what they pull off year after year. It's just, I'm just, I'm like, yo, I'm not done with the NFL. Just wake me up when Brady retire and Belichick <laughs> die. You know what I'm saying? Just wake me up then, and I'll get back into the league. And I'm not saying they win the Super Bowl every year, but uh, close to it. And it's just, it's annoying as a fan of another team. But, man, you got to respect greatness. you got to respect mastery. You know, I wasn't a Jordan fan, but, man, did I enjoy just watching the level of mastery and commitment he had to his craft, right? Like, he dogged my Pistons out several occasions. And um, we got him a couple times early, but for the most part. Yeah, the Jordan (laughs) rules. There you go. The bad boy was taking my head off. That was back... That was back when you, you could just, I'm talking about clothesline somebody, and it was a, a, a common file. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so, yeah, no, nah, man, it was, uh, it is it is phenomenal to watch. And then just year after year, you go, okay, this got to be the year where Brady Arms just fall off during the game. And, uh, man, he just continues to win at a high level. So, yeah, salute to the Patriot fans, man. Y'all the most spoiled people in the world. But uh, congratulations, I guess. <laughs> hey y'all again that's why we and that's one thing I, I respect about you even more so you just gonna keep it real you know you're not gonna be biased you you know you're gonna call it how you see it and call it what it is and i, I want to talk about trey he he's in the sports yes <clears throat> baseball player mm-hmm. was that by design because they make they tend to make more money than any other sport oh uh, no it has nothing to do with money <laughs> i'm not letting my son play football i'm i am uh you know, I come from an era where, you know, people want you to play football just because, just because, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're going to play football. Like, that, that's the thing. And nothing against it. But, man, I'm going to tell you what, man. My wife banned him from playing football a long time ago. Now, he might play flag football, but she was like, under no circumstances, my son playing tackle football. And I remember early, you know, this was five years ago. He's five and a half now. I remember being like, man, what? Like, if he wants to play football, I wasn't going to force it. But she was like, first of all, look at your body. I done had three uh, major surgeries on my right side, two ACLs in the shoulder, yeah. right? And she's so like, you beat up. Why would you want to put your son through that? And I start thinking, and now you start watching all of these CTE things coming out. Did you yeah. see the hit that Rudolph from the Steelers took the other day? Ooh. Like, can you imagine that being your son laying there like that? And I understand, man, it, it, it's caution, it, you know, there's cautionary things and there's things that can happen in every sport, right? We've seen baseball players get hit with the ball. We've seen all kind of stuff. But, man, football, is it just seems like, man, the guys are bigger and faster than ever. And, man, it continues to happen week after week. You see somebody just completely lose consciousness. And I just, you know what, man, I, I just don't think... Uh, I, I think they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to change something soon. If they can, I'm I'm surprised they haven't figured out a better helmet that can withstand these blows. Like we yeah. put a man on the moon, you would think that they could come with a better helmet. And I know they're trying, but right now, man, football is a very dangerous sport. And um, you know, it saddens me because to be honest with you, D, a lot of my friends who played in the NFL, even those who made it to the highest level. Yeah. Uh, because of the way the contracts are structured, because of the way, you know, things work out. Man, these guys still, you know, in their 20s calling me for a job, you know? Mm. Like, they, they're asking me for a job. So what do I look like putting my son mm. in a position where you're putting your body 
you know, not only your your you know your joints and things like that, like like your dad just old and washed and yeah. inch sore getting up every day, but you're putting your your most precious commodity commodity yeah. your brain on the line every day, and you don't have to, right? Like I salute guys, trust me. And this is no disrespect to anybody who decides to go play or do what they do, right? Like, if you got to feed your family by any means necessary, go out there. If you feel like football is the way to do it, go for it. But I'm building a legacy for my family. I'm building a financial system around them to where they got options. So if my son just so, I mean, he was just dying to play, you know, maybe we'd have the discussion, but he will not go out there by any type of necessity and feel like, man, because I'm big and strong and fast, let me put my body and and my health on the line to try to make some money for my family. Again, no disrespect to anybody who does do it, but when I see hits like the one Mason Rudolph took the other day and he laid on that ground stiff as a board and literally looked dead, I was like, it's just more and more, I'm like, nah, I can't do it. And then you see your boy A.B., clearly, he, you know, clearly, Said that that Vontez perfect hit a couple of years ago knocked yep. the screw loose, yep. you know, and yep. it's just sad. It really is. Like I don't even make fun of AB. People, you know, hitting me up, going. I'm, I honestly don't think that he's right, and I think we'll see some type of CTE lawsuit coming against the NFL on his behalf coming soon. Yep. You know, and um, I, you know, I hate to go on a tangent about it because that's not even what you asked me about. No, that's good. No, but, this is what you know, it is. Sports, man. It is what it is. Yeah, it's it's, part of the it's, sport. it's uh it's a dangerous thing these days man it, it really is and so yeah no baseball for now on a lighter note trey is playing phenomenal he loves it we got a game tonight we four and one hey. i'm the worst third base coach you've ever seen in your life <laughs> i just send him d i send go! Him. If come, i'm like let's go i mean that thing could be in the catcher's hand already i'm like go knock him down yeah, I'm aggressive. I'm aggressive third base coach. I don't know nothing about baseball. Me and Trey learning the game together. Uh, but, no, he's playing great, and he actually loves it. So this is his third season. Uh, got a couple home runs this year. He is uh, He's a big, strong kid, man, and, and he loves playing. So, uh, again, I'll foster whatever activities, you know, he loves and wants to get into. But uh, Mama shut down football earlier. Yes, sir. And, and Daddy's kind of on that same train now. So That's smart, man. You know, I got two sons, Big D and Little D. And, yeah, Mama's already, yeah, she's not having it. She said they'll do Taekwondo, mm-hmm. martial arts, anything other yep. than football. So, no, nah, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm man, it's leaning towards that way, man. And, you know, now, like, I got friends who their their sons are playing tackle and, like, five and six years old and I'm just like man and now they got D where they playing year round yeah yeah. like I'm like yo like my homie they live in Georgia down here with us they were in Florida playing in some tournament like in July wow I'm like they June and I'm like y'all playing football in June and July so they playing June and July and then start right back up in August I'm like no sir no sir that is I can't do it not you know Again, no disrespect to anybody else who does it and wants their kids to do it and feels like it's fine. And maybe I'm being soft and, you know, maybe could be. I'm, I just, I don't see it. I don't see it financially. Like I said, even the guys who right. made it to the highest level, unless you Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, you know, one of these guys who just getting $100 million, 90% of them getting maybe a mil or two. And then you're trying to make that, like, think about this, the, if, if the average cat, right? And these are my guys. Like, I, I, I mentor some of these guys. I have a lot of love for these guys. But they come out, let's say, with 
Now, by the time, you know, agents and your spending habits and all of that get over with, you come out the league at 24, you're done playing, 25, right? Average career length, three years. You come out at 25, let's say you got a quarter million dollars to your name, cash, right? Which is still a lot of money. Uh, you got a quarter million dollars cash to your name, and you have to make that last. Now, how long can you make that last as a 24, 25-year-old? Are you going to make $250,000 last? If you go, if you just say, I'm only going to spend $50,000 a year, like a regular job, yeah. you got five years before that thing is literally all used up, every single penny from your playing career, and now you 28, 29 years old, and you broke. And with not a whole lot of redeemable skill sets, by the way, because uh, in college and in high school, you are taught that football is everything and you got to study and you study in your playbook harder than you are in any of your classroom materials. Lord knows you didn't have time to learn any entrepreneurship skills. Yeah. And like I said, now you see these guys who are 25, 26 years old and they're looking at me like, see, <laughs> help, you know. <laughs> And I'm so that's I'm just not like, funny, but that's real though, man. It's, it's so real, dog. And I'm talking about I love these dudes, like, and I'm helping them. Yeah, like I'm, I'm actually, you know, myself and Jamal and Et, we're putting together a course for NFL and ex NFL and NBA players mm. who are looking to become financially independent, you know, on their own means, right? Mm. Beyond outside of athletics, like teaching them how to invest, teaching them about generational wealth, teaching them about real estate investing. And all of those things. And we're going to be doing it free of charge. And you're the first one to actually hear that. Like, we, we're still putting it together. But we're going to be doing it free of charge man, just for these guys, that. man. Because it's not the, the system that they're in is not right. Yeah. So you go to college and they just teach you football, 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 yep. football, football. Then you go to the NFL. And even those who make money, it's, man, the chances of you going to the NFL and making enough money to sustain you for the rest of your life is like one in a trillion. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, of course, you got your Drew Brees. Yeah. You got your guys who just $100 million. That's not who we're talking about, right? That's only about – the average person can only name three, four players on every team. Yep. The rest of those guys, you know, the second-string linebacker, yeah. he making 750000 for like two, three years. That's it. And that's like total. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's yeah. like not in counting – taxes and agents and all of that you know what i mean so uh we want to put something together for those guys but again i used to think back in you know my narrow-minded you know blue-collar working self i'm making to the nfl make a trillion dollars and I'm save everybody yeah. i just ain't seen yeah i just ain't seen it done so again my son uh will be trying baseball out and um yeah i just as of now man i i don't see it unless he's like Six five, you know, two fifty, <laughs> running a four three, and it's just like okay, yeah, this is. You know, right, and he got to uh, want to and love it, and he got to like beg me yeah. and tell me like, Dad, you stifling my growth as a, a person by not letting me play ball. You know, maybe then we'll think about it. But yeah. as of right now, man, no, we uh, we, we got we got bigger fish to fry. Yes, sir. And world, we got some exclusive heat from the brilliant genius of ETA. I'm telling y'all, man, that's fire. And also, man, it's interesting you say that because even with me, and that's what this platform came about because I started, you know, making some moves in the business world. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing some things, far speaking, not to that level, obviously, until now. And a lot of my teammates would hit me up. Hey, you know, they would check in. We check in with each other. And I was like, oh, yeah, man, my company, you know, they got me going here, got me going there. And then on the court, man, and, you know, I'm you know doing this. And then I'm, you know, just speaking around, you know, the, 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 the states. 
And they mm-hmm. were like, man, Murph, I, I, I can't get like that. How can I do that? How can I get to that level once I once had when we was in school, the jocks and people took care of us? Yep. And it's yep. Like, dog, y'all. And, and when I had like three within like a six month time frame, like like similar to you, Murph, can you help me? Can you give me some tips mm-hmm. and tools? I said, this is going to be a platform not only to help, you know, my peers, but some other people I might not have a chance to reach. So that's how this platform, uh, Why Not Sports, came about. So thank you for just basically yep. adding to um, kind of the mission and, and just letting people know there is a thing called life outside of sports. Yeah, no question. And uh, Jamal, who um, speaks, what is that, who you saw, you, you yeah. heard what he called yeah. it. Oh, yeah. He called it, yeah, PTSD, post-traumatic sports disorder. Yep. And uh, he talked about, man, just what a tough transition it even was for him uh, being, you know, a, a top linebacker at Western Illinois, but not having that next level uh, talent to make the NFL and just kind of, you know, what life is like after that. And so we want to set something up for our young bros, man, who are going through these struggles, yeah. you know, because nine times out of ten, most of them, a lot of them probably love football, but they love the idea of what it could do for their families and yeah. things of that nature. And so if you could still provide for your family at a super high level, um, you know, that would take a lot of this thing out of, you know, not being able to actually go play ball anymore. Yes, sir, man. Again, world. That's why I rock with these brothers. Even if I might not talk to them every day and working on getting Mr. King, Jamal, on the show in the near yeah, yeah, the end sure. of the year. Yep, yep. So that's definitely. No, yeah, yeah. I can, I can help facilitate that. <laughs> Look at that. Hey, man, CJ. Hey, CJ. Yeah. See, I told you I could just hit him up. Now, man, see, well, first of all, no, see, I just don't hit up CJ asking for handouts. I just want, I just want to put that out there. You know, people be No, listening. never. That way, never. You know, Murphy, you know, no, nah, I've never been that way. But I, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to go to the next part of the show. I drove. Six hours. This this is not to boast to Brad. I drove six hours. I got up super early, drove, and came back home after the event and went to work the next day. Mm. So if it was handouts, I don't think I would have done that. But anyway, yeah, I just no want to throw that out there. That's because of the love and respect. And like I told you, even when I don't speak to you, I'm seeing the videos. I'm listening to the cast. I'm like, you know what? That's the least I can do. And I told you in person, I said, yo, I got to come rock with you because by the end of this year, I'm going to be at a whole nother level, and I'll, I want to pay tribute to you guys to say thank you because 2020 is it, it, going to be different. So I want to just kind of pay my gratitude and, and my respect to you guys in person because 2020, we'll do this in person, have cameras. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm, no question. Mm-hmm. I'm, in, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in Houston. We just got Westbrook. Mm-hmm. The Clippers just got Kawhi and mm-hmm. PG-13. CP3 is a OKC. I know you know these guys. You you know work with them. So what is mm-hmm. your thoughts on the NBA and, and the moves that's been made this offseason? AD to LA. Um, I, I you know I think uh, I think I think the Houston Rockets. Could very well be the Cleveland Browns, you know, <laughs> if, if, you know, you're talking about a great collection of talent, but does that talent mesh? I, I don't know, bro. Like, I'm looking at Westbrook and, and, and Harden, and both, first of all, both of them out of control ballers. Love both of them. Yeah. Their games are insane. Like, obviously, two of the most electric 
players ever. I just, I don't know, D. I, I just don't see two ball-dominant guys on the same team, two alphas who both want the rock at all times, right. both dribble quite a bit. Yeah, I'm not sure how that, and then Westbrook is not necessarily a pure shooter, you know, you would kind of think with as much as Harden dribbles, it, it kind of helps to have, you know, more, you know, kick out spot up shooters, you know, around him. Right. I don't know, but maybe they're just both good enough to figure it out, which is what I'm hoping because I actually like both of them. Um, but I, I, uh, I just don't, I don't necessarily see it, man. I, I don't, I don't know exactly where that's going to come from, but, um, CP is my dude, man, and uh, I think he probably won't be in OKC long. I, I think, you know, he's, he's looking for that ring, and I think he'll get uh, into a situation that is more conducive to probably making that happen sooner Exclusive than later. Exclusive for Why Not Sports, I keep telling you. Yeah. No, that that's no insider, though. You know what I'm saying? That's just, that's outsider. You know what I mean? But I don't think he's going to be, I ain't, I don't, we don't talk, I don't talk to CP about that kind of stuff, you know, but um, I just don't, you know, I, I think just as a fan of his, you know, I I think uh, he deserves you I know to be in a that. situation where you know he got a he, CP got some years left now. People try to act like CP done. I'm like, okay, y'all, I was at the playoff games. Like yeah. I saw that boy put up like 26, 28, yeah. and and was right there. Yeah. You know, in the mix. I don't think that obviously him and Harden wasn't a great fit. Mm-hmm. CP had an idea of how he wanted it to go. Right, like look at the, look at Houston. CP wanted the ball to be spread around a little bit more. Yeah, he wanted yeah. it to be more motion offense. Mm-hmm. And, again, we see it time and time again where Houston is good enough to get there but not good enough to get Thanks. over the hump yeah. with that style of play. So, again, I, I don't – I mean, who was right, who was wrong, I don't know. I know that they didn't win the chip. I know that they, you know, lost again. So, um, you know, I, I – I, I don't know, man. I, I really hope that it could work out. I'm a huge Westbrook fan. Um, you know, I, I love his dog, his toughness, you know, his alpha maleness, I think, is missed in this league. You know, he strikes me as a guy who really wants to win, right? You see guys, man, around the league, and, you know, they're getting Jesus. paid so much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're getting paid so much. I think it really don't matter to them if they win or lose as long as they get 40. Um but, you know, hey, we'll see. You know what I mean? We, we, we will see. It'll be an interesting season. I think uh, I, 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 this is as wide open as the league has been in some time. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. I will never count my boy Brown out as well. So, yeah. you know, we'll see. Yeah, man. And it's interesting because I was checking the preseason game out and AD looked comfortable, very comfortable with LeBron. Picking up Dwight oh, Howard, yeah. I was like, that that. If Quietly. Dwight could just play his role, man, and shut his mouth, <laughs> Dog. you know he'd be straight. Like you know, as a rebounder and defender, yep. just hey, you know, you, you you we don't need you to be spectacular now. Right. You know what yep. I'm saying? So yep. again, man, these guys getting served up a lot of humble pie, and that's why I try to tell guys in the beginning just 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 stay humble throughout. You know, because for real, man, the league will find a way to humble you, man. And um, I think we've seen it happen with a couple of, you know, former superstars. What do you think about, let me ask you a question. What do you think about Melo being froze out like this? Based on what I've, I like how, because you are a host of a show. I like that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I got to get back in my other bag. <laughs> but you know I think, saying? in my opinion, man, I think from 
he put that on himself. Um, I was listening to a show that I can't think who's uh, Chauncey Billups. Chauncey Billups had an interview and he was like, yeah. "Yo, Melo, he he got his forty, no matter what happens, win or lose, he was glad that he put up his stats." And with my observation of the league, and I'm not like an insider yet, quote unquote, but just seeing how other people talk about Melo, they are even in the, in the Olympics. They was like, "Yo, Melo wanted to win. He didn't know how to change his role." Like you even said earlier in this show, you gotta adapt, you gotta adjust. Mm-hmm. Once people started knowing what type of person he was, and it was kind of across the board, it's kind of like, "Well, he's quote unquote about himself." More than anything else. So I mm. think with that stigma or that reputation going on in the league, it's kind of like, well, we're going to make an example of you to what you just said. The league will humble you. And I think that's why he's in a position that he's in. And it's not a secret to success or an ingredient to success. But that humble pie go a long way. Yes, sir. Yeah, they serve it fresh, too. Man. <laughs> Hey, hey, see, I'm just being transparent, and people that listen yeah. to me, I tell you, man, having you on in this end, knowing I can chop it up with you, and and the things you've done for me personally, professionally, I'm humble by that. I don't walk around, oh man, I didn't linked up with ETCJ, like man, this is right, this right, what we. Right. It's kind of like, yo, man, hey, I gotta keep it moving. And yeah, you look you. at you know you you look at the difference between a Mello and a Vince Carter, you know. Yep. Vince still in the league. I'm Vince. talking about Vince still in the league. In Atlanta too. Tell him I said what's up. Right. You see him. Tell him right. big Yeah, no work. question. <laughs> yeah, hey, Atlanta might be all right. We got we got, Trey Young got a little. We got a little something going down here. I'm I'm still a Pistons fan, but you know I work with the <laughs> with a lot of guys in the Hawks, uh, Collins and them boys. You know they they got a little squad, but um, you know you look at Vince who's been able to stick in the league forever. Oh. I think prim- primarily because you know he's willing to play that. You know, big brother mentor role and accept whatever back. position he's getting. Where Melo, like, oh, I could still drop fifty. How I'm not starting? <laughs> it's like Melo. You know what I'm saying? Just go and take that OG role. I, I mean, look at Paul Pierce when he played for the Clippers. Yep. Paul Paul was one of the most dynamic scorers the NBA ever saw. Yep. And when he got to the Clippers, he was willing to play that back role. He did some work with the Clippers, and Paul was in there. I'm telling you, he was the OG of the squad. Everybody <laughs> loved him. He still came in in the playoffs and gave you 15 a couple times. You yep. know what I mean? Like, yeah. But that doesn't seem like a role Melo's willing to play. I know he said otherwise in his interview with Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. But I think there was the – I remember when he first came to Houston and they asked him about coming off the bench. Yep. And I believe he said something like, what? Bench? <laughs> playoffs? <laughs> like you know practice? Playoffs. Well, yeah. <laughs> he was, yeah, he kind of like – he, he kind of turned his nose up at it, yeah, and I think that had true. people like, oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> you thinking you about to come up here and get, you know, 15 shots, 15, 20 shots a game, you lost your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's real, man. See, hey, man, we didn't, look at that, over 45 minutes, big dog. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. It's, it's, I, I'm trying to figure out when you're going to ask me about my preseason number one uh, Spartan basketball team. Oh, I know well, they, I mean, I I'm glad you brought that up. You know, the hottest topic on the podcast, <laughs> but I haven't talked to you since we got Zion and them up out of here in the tournament last year. Hey, so. And how we, you know what I'm saying? I just want to, you know, I know. Just be, just be, a, you going to ask me about my Lions. At least give me my, my, my top hey. uh, team. Hey, y'all, and I did that on purpose because I know one thing. 
I know C Rock with me. Listen to the first episode. He did the same thing because he know we can do this all day. But I'm being respectful mm-hmm. this time. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, how? Well, we going before Michigan State. I want to stick with the NBA. Zion Williamson with Zoe yep. Ball in, in in New Orleans, which you just left when I linked up with you guys. How you think he gonna yep. do in the league, man? Well, you know what? I, I'm a uh, okay. So th- can I just be fully honest? Come on, you on why not sports? This is what is this uh, okay. what we do. So when I first saw all them highlights, I was like everybody else, and I said, "Oh, okay, he's gonna be a problem." And as I started watching more of his game, I said. You know what? Nah, he's going to be at his ceiling is like a Sean Kemp, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I see the crazy dunks, but, you know, he looked a little a little too big. Is he going to be able to hold up injury-wise, which is still a, a concern, right? When you have, I mean, it, I, I'll tell you, when you look at LeBron and Shaq in particular, yeah. For those boys to be as healthy as they've been throughout the course of their career is one of them. I think is as amazing as their basketball talent, right? Mm-hmm. Like, think about like the big men we see, like you know Yao Ming, Dunn, Greg Oden, Dunn. Like Dunn. for Shaq to be playing at three hundred some odd pounds and running and jumping that long without you know major injuries is one of the most incredible things. LeBron, same thing to be flying through the air. 15 feet in the air and landing with that much ferocity and, and staying that healthy is one of the more incredible things we've ever, we've ever seen. I think Zion, uh, I have similar concerns with him, but maybe he's just that much of a freaking nature to where it doesn't matter. He's going to be healthy now. So let's assume he's going to be healthy, right? Because that's a, a, you know part of the equation that we couldn't necessarily forecast going forward. Yeah. I was a late adapter because I thought he was more of a dunker than a basketball player. I still can't stand the way his J looks. It doesn't look like, you know, he should be hitting that. But, it, I mean, it looks serviceable. We'll see if it, if he can hit it in the NBA. But, man, I think, honestly, D, I owe him an apology. I think he is just that much more athletic than everybody to where, at least for these first few years, he is going to be a 15, 16, and 10 guy every single night because you. I, I, it is just, he took off on the Hawks last night, and I can't remember who tried to come over there and sneak in, and it literally looked like he was playing with, still playing with college players. And yeah. I was like, wow, like, he's just that explosive, man, to the point where he's going to carve out a pretty sweet niche for himself. Will he? Okay, so now... Obviously, when you think about the hype that he's had, it's on the LeBron level. Yeah. Will he be a Hall of Famer? I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. not ready to yeah. go there. Yeah. Like, right. we knew right. Brown was going to be a Hall of Famer, period. You yeah. know, right. am I ready to say Zion's going to be a Hall of Famer? Am I ready to say he's going to be a perennial all-star? Mm. There you go. I like that. I think that's the better discussion right now, right now. but yeah. I still don't. I don't. I need to see it. I need yeah. to see it again. We talked about adjustments earlier. Once they find out a way to guard you and once they, you know, kind of can contain you a little bit, if they look at Michigan State, we gave them the blueprint again now. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm teasing. Um, But, yeah, no, I I think I I wish him well. He seems like an incredible young man. I've I've never actually met him. I know he met him and and got a chance to spend some time with him. I've never actually met him, but he seems like an incredible young man. And I do wish the best for him. Uh, But I would say the jury's still out on I'm not fully sold that he's going to be 
Uh, by the way, Sean Kemp was a baller, so that's not like a diss. You no, know no, what I'm no, no, like, no, no, no doubt. So, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. I, I think he has that kind of, you know, I think that Sean Kemp is his floor. Let me yeah, say that. Yeah. I used to think Sean Kemp was his ceiling. Now Sean Kemp is his floor. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Blake Griffin, um, you know, again, floor. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that is something that we could already reasonably expect to happen would be a Blake Griffin. And now you're Spartan. So before we talk about your Spartans, preseason number one rank in NCAA, I I want to say thank you for the invitation for the the tournament bracket. Uh, I I got that clip saved. I got it saved. So when I bring out that throwback or flashback, when you said my my dog, my bro D-Murph holding it down, I, 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 I held it down and then, man, anyway. So go ahead. Yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> so um, no, nah, big shout out to my Spartans, man. I'm, I'm a huge. Uh, I'm actually. I think I'm more a. You know, I know you're not, but I'm more of a college basketball guy than I am NBA. Believe it or not, and I gotcha. love the NBA, but I. But I can do. I can start watching the NBA in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be honest. Sometimes in the middle of the, the just the middle of the season. Now, if it, of course, if it's like you know uh, Lakers. The Clippers. I mean, I'm all over it. You know what I mean. But uh, you know, in the in the middle of the regular season, it's going to be hard for me to just watch. You know, um, the Pacers against the Pistons. You know what I'm saying? And I love the Pistons, but it's just hard to sit there through a full game. But college basketball, man, because of the home environments and stuff like that, like yeah. the fans jumping, the energy in the stadium. I just love college basketball. So I've always been a big college basketball junkie. Grew up obviously hearing the, you know the legend of Magic Johnson, watching you know Steve Smith, Sean Resper, uh, Mateen Cleave, some of those you know legendary Go Spartans. Pete. And uh, I actually got a chance to hang out with this man, young man, a, a couple of weeks ago at homecoming, Cassius Winston, yeah. um, who is uh, uh, not only uh, the best basketball player in college basketball right now, but also one of the best kids, one of the best young men uh, I've ever met. Super nice man. Uh, Cassius is my guy, man. Super nice to my kids every time he meets them. Uh, and we just got a good squad this year, man. We really do. Him, uh, led by him and, and Xavier Tillman, who is kind of that quintessential uh, junkyard dog who turned himself into a player uh, with, with you know an outstanding young wing. And Henry, who you guys will see a lot of this year. Write that name down, Aaron Henry. Aaron Henry. Um, yeah, he will be. He was a freshman last year, and he took off in the tournament and uh, played really well. But I expect him to make a big jump as well. He's a wing uh, a ridiculously solid defender, jump out the gym, shoots the ball really well, mid-range game. So looking forward to him doing some things as well. I won't bore y'all with a ton of Michigan State talk, but we are preseason number one. I do have tickets to the Champions Classic, so I'll be there. Uh, Madison Square Garden, November 5th. Ooh. I told my wife, like, hey, it's around my birthday, my birthday on the 7th. Do you mind if I... She was like, nah, so I'm going to shoot out there, man, and go check out the Champions Classic, Michigan State, Kentucky, Duke. Uh, versus Kansas, nice. and we'll be at the Champions Classic watching Michigan State do work. But no, it should be a super exciting season yeah. for my Spartans. I also just landed another super solid recruit, so our recruiting class. Things are bright around the uh, <laughs> basketball program, D. So, yeah, I just wanted to make sure I got that out, you know, no, to get that line safe. 
to get that lion's taste out of my mouth. I appreciate that. And, and like I said, man, I know your time is valuable and precious. You know, when you, when you for you to give me 10 minutes, 20 minutes now, at that time, 45, almost to an hour, man, you know, I, I take all that into consideration. But, but of Michigan course, State man. And again, bro, man. I just like, for real, you know, listen, man, for all of y'all rocking with D, man, like, for real, or just, I can tell you, man, like, just a humble good dude man like i don't care like seriously i get people with huge audiences oh we got 200,000 i don't care like i want to do what i want to do with the people i want to do it with yeah, man and it's always that, a pleasure man. and an honor jumping on here um you know your energy man and, and your humility and all of those things man are, are what make this thing easy and what makes me uh always want to come back on man and chop it up with you talk sports you know the whole thing so i just appreciate you for being consistent over the years you know doing an amazing job and uh just continuing that grind man and putting out great content bro yes sir appreciate that and before we leave before yes, we leave I, we gotta talk about the book i bought that book a while ago but I yeah, had to yeah. Break. Come on, we gonna talk, we gotta talk about the book. So how how anybody that's listening to us, if they don't have it, or know where to find it, they can have it. So this is the opportunity, man. Go ahead and uh, let the world know what what because you are an author as well, you know. So yeah, yeah. My son and I wrote a book called My Secret Superpower, man. And um, I can't. Did I talk about it on the last, last time I was on? If you did, then hey, this is for the first okay. time listening. Yeah, first just, time yeah. Listening. Just I'll give the brief recap then. Um, but it's basically, man, a book for uh, young people and grown people um, to really just acknowledge their superpower, right? Like, we get so caught up sometimes, man, looking at what other people can do and, oh, this guy's really fast or this guy could jump really high or this young lady is, you know, uh, uh, super charismatic and, you know, she's a great athlete or he's this or she's that. And we get so caught up in looking at other people, man, that we forget to look internally. And so this book is really just uh, designed for young people, old people. Uh, it's one of those kind of like, uh, you know, one of those uh, books that, you know, kind of meant for kids. But, you know, there's some lessons in there for adults as well. And so, yeah, no, nah, man, it's a cool read. It's called My Secret Superpower. And uh, it's a, basically a story of, of my son you know, leading these uh, fictional characters through a journey of self-discovery and uh, teamwork and all of those other good things, man. So we, I actually had my son on the road, D. I'll send you a video when we hang up. Okay. I had him on the road in D.C., uh, and he sold uh, close to 200 books. Hey. I think he got, yeah, $25 a pop, so that's about $5,000. So it was a $5,000 weekend for Lil' Trey. <laughs> so, um, you know. Yeah, not bad at all for for a five year old trying to teach him that entrepreneurship yeah. uh, early, and uh, he had a blast, man. And um, yeah, no, nah, just just trying to expose him, man. Exposure is everything. So right. yeah, no, nah, man, uh, y'all want to check out that book uh, and anything else that we do, uh, etinspires dot com, man. Everything's there. And CJ World don't have an Instagram, Twitter yet. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I still, well, I still ain't got it, D. Yeah. Hey, I still ain't got it. On. You don't. That's the whole point, D. I don't want to be found. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be found. So, um, no, nah, man, in all seriousness, like I said, you know, I, I've been, I was behind the scenes so long with yeah. E. And um, it, so it wasn't really necessary for me to have my own social stuff. Now that the podcast is out, there is a growing demand for that. But if you want to follow what we're doing, I do let uh, a little bit of my personal life out on the S2S podcast page. So that's S2S 
podcast uh, on Instagram. You can see uh, Trey hit a couple home runs. You can see, you know, a couple of things on that page, man. And uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm I tend to be, uh, uh, you know, which just sounds crazy because you got a podcast that you know thousands of people listen to but i do tend to be you know a little private yeah. and um you know i'm working on it man maybe maybe someday maybe next time i get on man i'll have me a little a little ig page that i don't know how to use hey, but, but but guess what though from the last time to now is the uh the podcast page so that's a plus of start that's a plus yeah yeah for sure there you go I there see you the go progression bro i see yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying man <laughs> I'm trying. I'm still an old head, D. You know what I mean? I still, I still value my time. I Come still on. value a little bit of privacy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I understand from branding and all of that, it's important to do. I just, uh, yeah, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm so productive without it, man. Yeah, so, that's real. You know, one Everybody of these days, though. Everybody can do though. that, though, man. Everybody yeah. can do that. No, 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 for sure. And some people need to be on it, right? You got a business. You got things you're doing. I'm an advocate of social media with that kind of stuff. It's just the people who can't ever turn it off, and you yeah. on there for five, six hours a day, yeah. you're killing yourself. You are literally killing yourself. So, um, yeah, no, nah, man, it's, uh, yeah, we off to the races, man. It's always good talking to you, brother. Yes, sir. Likewise. Well, I'm, I'm going to make sure, you know, I, I stay in contact with you. Uh, I, yes, sir, I'll please. Least, uh, let me see. Once a quarter. Maybe we yeah, yeah, let's get on All-Star yeah, break. Man. By the time All-Star break come, we should have a good sample size of what's taking place there in the league. It is. All-Star break. We should be back in the Midwest in Chicago. Yes. Yep. Anyway, world. The yes. You know what? I think I'm going. If I'm not <laughs> <That's> mistaken, <laughs> I think I'll be up there. So if you come up there, then let's go. Yeah, man. See the world. They be lit. They be. Anyway, that's a. Anyway, I'm gonna say this to your point with the privacy because there's people when you go certain places. Hey, man, why didn't you come holler at me? Why didn't you come hit my line? Like I, I ain't had that much time. I had to. You know, <laughs> right, 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 right. Exactly. <laughs> had to do no this. question. But yep. uh, the world, I appreciate y'all. See. Man, as usual, brother. Likewise, yes, sir. On, on, on my end, man. Number respect, love, man. Gratitude, and uh, this is like what you put on the book. Like what you said, I'm gonna keep grinding, man. Until next time, can't can't let off that gas. And for those first time listeners, thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, like I said before, this guy having him on my platform. It's, it's, it's good pressure because people are like, Murph, I've been trying to reach out to ETNC and whoever else. And mm-hmm. I, I, I ain't had a chance. And here you come. And, and now this is normal. I, I, can't, I can't say it's a formal. <laughs> hey, there you go. Hey, <laughs> hey, just tell them, hey, you, you, you're not responsible for the anointing. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Hey, take man. that up with God, bro. Hey, I'm keeping it real, though, see? I'm keeping it real. They be like, oh, Murph, how can you get me on? I've reached out to him. You just come on in and just now you linking up with him. Like, I, I still can't explain it. I just be myself and keep on grinding. But thank you, man, for real, for just seeing something in me to give me this opportunity, man. And like I told you in person, this is the fuel I need to finish uh, 2019. Cause, uh, yes, sir. It's, it's a lot more content. Another heavy hitter like yourself being on, and yeah, and take it for what it's worth. Don't be like, oh man, Murph, this ain't ET. No, CJ, you, 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 you definitely holding it down, man, and, and doing big things in our community and in the entrepreneur uh, world and space. No doubt, appreciate you, bro. Keep going, man. Yes, sir. I will. I will. If the listeners to find me, Twitter and Instagram at it's D Murph. We're gonna catch y'all next time. One peace. Keep on running, keep the faith. Keep on running, keep the faith. Keep on running, keep the faith. Keep on running, keep the faith.
have a dollar, but I keep the faith. When the majors do not holler. 